You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth. I'm your host. And happy Monday. This is a different day that I'm releasing an episode. I want to preface that I did not release an episode last Tuesday because of Thanksgiving and holidays. And usually I wouldn't lag on it like that. Um, But I just, you know, I I kind of needed that. And that being said, this week I intend to release three episodes for you guys to make up for last week not being released um, and all of that. And so I hope you guys enjoy this little episode, solo one specifically. I put together sharing my morning routine, my habits, my weekly routine, how I stay focused. Um, I personally love listening to this of people that I look up to, especially just kind of gauging, you know, parallels or similarities between what I currently do or things that I could do better or just new ideas to restructure my day. And I know it's been a while since I've done an episode on my morning routine and my habits and all of that good stuff. So I just wanted to share just a piece of gratitude, especially with Thanksgiving being recent. I want to share that I'm, I'm very grateful for the What Fulfills You community. You know, um, I've always been very grateful, but just reflecting on the growth of the show, quite much of a slow, but like upward trajectory growth, but very much just grateful for each and every one of you that take the time to share this podcast with a friend or post about it on your Instagram story or even just tuning in, right? I'm so grateful that you particularly are listening right now. And for those of you who also recently subscribed to my email list, which I haven't been like as public about, just been awesome to see you guys interested and supporting the expansion of what fulfills you and Uh, for me to expand on the community. This has just been a big goal of mine and something I really want to focus on. So I'm very grateful for those of you who have been tuning in for a while and are interested in this journey with me. And so with that being said, let's dive into the episode and I hope you enjoy. Okay, so I am breaking down the episode into three parts starting with my morning routine, then my weekly routine, and then going into how I stay focused and balanced in the entire process. It's been a while since I've shared kind of like a morning habits and morning routine episode, and I know a lot of you guys are often curious about how I cultivate the structure, but also the flow, especially as a creative entrepreneur. 
And I know for me, I often get inspired by just hearing about how people structure and do their day. So hopefully you are listening to this at a time, maybe in the evening when you are winding down or in the morning on a walk. So this could help you feel a little bit inspired. Okay, so let's start off with morning routine. For me, when it comes to wake up time, I usually wake up somewhere between 6 and 6.30 a.m. I do try to make this a natural wake up, but sometimes I do have to rely on an alarm. And I will say I am not perfect at this. There are plenty of times where I slept in until 7 or even 7.30 and probably those days I definitely don't have a level of urgency, but for me, what helps ensure that I wake up at that time is having a workout scheduled where there are consequences if I miss it. So I do yoga at 7 a.m. at this place called Humming Puppy here in NYC. I also frequently play tennis pretty early, like 7 or 7.30, and the commute to the indoor courts where I play during the season are a bit far so you know I have to wake up early enough to catch the train and all of that so that helps and I share that openly just because I don't want you guys to think like oh it's so easy for Emily because for me even though I have been an early morning person um, since college it still is a struggle sometimes and I also want to share as well The reason why I wake up early is because I enjoy getting my day started with a workout. So if you work at an office and you start work at 8 a.m., this is probably where it wouldn't make sense. And I used to be in that position, so I know exactly what that feels like, where I would wake up at 6.15, 6.30, get ready, shower, eat, and then drive to work. So it just wasn't feasible unless I was waking up at 5 or 5.30, which funny enough, my boyfriend does, but um, I just, I can't do that. And in those cases, I worked out in the evening. So I always worked out after work. I usually did a workout class at like 5.30 and that's just how my days were structured. But Um, I think the morning routine should be based on what you want and need most. So maybe sometimes, let's say you work hybrid, whereas sometimes you're in the office and sometimes you work from home. Maybe you could schedule it so that the days you work from home, you get to do a morning workout. And then, you know, maybe one of the days that you work in the office, you can do an after work workout. Because again, I think that also depends on the frequency you do a workout. And for me, I really try to do five to six times a week just because I love the way I feel. I love the way I look over time. And I don't know, it's hard for me to not be physically active because I know the energy it gives me, especially as a former athlete. And I've shared this in the past before, if you've been a listener for a while, in which I reflected deeply on times that I felt my best in you know from college from college to high school even back to middle school and just my childhood and some of the best times of my life were often when I was in a competitive mindset and area of life so that was often in skating and tennis now some of you guys might immediately think okay that's super unhealthy like you're referencing being competitive no I want to reframe that and for me 
it's not about being competitive unnecessarily. It's just the the practice of training, getting up early, working towards something specifically. So in skating, maybe it was like getting ready for a specific competition coming up or working towards landing that jump or getting that spin that I've been trying to do. Having that as a focus uh, during those years helped me work towards that and then helped me have a why when it came to why am I waking up this early? Why am I training four or five times a week, right? And I loved that energy. And so that's why I have been mindful about replicating that in a way that suits my life today. Obviously, I don't compete anymore, especially in skating. I actually recently returned to tennis and got into leagues and um, being in a more competitive environment and I love that right and I think a lot of people who do that also have a similar mentality and also enjoy that in their own life so for me especially as an entrepreneur with you know no co-workers none of the things that allow me to socialize and be outside of my own world I really enjoy having that element in my life where I get to basically relive my athlete days After I wake up, usually if I have time, I will do morning pages, which is inspired from The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And it's more or less just a journal dump, brain dump in the morning. She mentions doing three pages, uh, non-negotiable every single day. And I can't say I'm perfect at this either because there are days I can think of where I've missed. But majority of the time, I would say I'm usually consistent five times a week I would say and sometimes I don't have time before the workout maybe I woke up at 6 and I need to leave by 6 15 to get to the workout so I only have 15 minutes and it usually takes me at least 20 minutes to do three pages so in those cases I'll usually do it after when I get back but just kind of sharing um, how I allocate time for certain things right and then after the workout I actually scratched that. So on the way to the workout, I usually try to get my morning read in. I've mentioned before that I love reading in the morning, especially especially like business and like very nonfiction oriented books. But sometimes I do enjoy reading whatever fiction book I'm indulging in. So I'll usually try to do that on my commute and or on the way back, whatever that looks like. And then Oftentimes, it'll be roughly around 9 a.m., which is when I get home, I eat breakfast, and I start getting ready for my day. And for those of you who do work in an office environment, you might be wondering, wow, it's so nice that like you don't start working until later. And yes, I, I definitely, again, got into doing what I do and working for myself so that I could start work later. But I also really enjoy doing my workflow also later into the day, like I'm talking through sometimes like 7.30, 8 o'clock. And so my hours are really just shifted. Like instead of starting at 9, I usually start closer to like 11, 11.30 and I end closer to 7.30 sometimes eight and it's really ideal especially in a city like New York where if I'm gonna do dinner with friends we usually don't go to dinner until eight at the earliest just because of New York hours Um, it's very common to be going to dinner somewhere between 
8 and 9.30, depending on the day. Okay, so now let's dive into weekly routine. And basically my weekly routine I'm gonna share is, is just anything that I consistently do every week whenever I am not on vacation, for example. Okay, because I wanna preface, I'm not going to always be on point with the routine. And I think I wanna preface as well. My thoughts on routine is that it is ideal and important to have one because it helps ground you and structure your life towards a direction that you want to go in. But when you are too rigid to a routine or, or a way that you do something or the time that you do something, it often becomes the thing that stops you or prevents you from being able to propel forward because you need it to be so perfect, right? So that being said, for me... I try to do a physical workout five to six times a week and it, it, it ranges. Like I'm not the biggest, oh, I go to the gym five times a week person. I'm very a mix of cardio, yoga, uh, actual strength training, all of that. So I'll try to do strength training at the gym where I'm lifting weights. I try to do that three times a week. So I work on my glutes, my arms. Uh, abs, everything, and I use weights. And, and this is something I highly recommend as well if you haven't gone into. Weightlifting and strength training is just so great for your body and for long-term. I, I, can't, I can't say that I'm an expert on it in, in that I can talk about all the benefits, but if you listen to someone like Andrew Huberman or other people that have stronger expertise on this on why strength training is great for you I definitely would recommend listening to it but um, if you guys also need ideas on okay I don't I want to do this but I don't know how to go to the gym right this was something I used to face at some point but then I watched videos from I think people like Sammy Clark and other people and I saved them on Instagram and I just like mimicked the movement and then of course I think I've done classes as well where people corrected me like the, the teacher would correct my form so over time I've learned but weightlifting you guys is just tones your muscle and I also like solid core which is a form of Pilates but it's more intense than normal Pilates and I think that also really gets me toned up too so I usually try to do a mix of solid core and gym three times a week that's strength and then I'll do cardio so like tennis is great cardio I love playing a sport for cardio because I think being on a treadmill or stair stepper whatever I think that can be a bit boring for someone like me so tennis is a great place to release that so is soul cycle it's one of my favorite classes as well and I'll usually do that two to three times a week again it just depends on what fits in my schedule and on the on the slower days I'll usually do yoga or a long walk and I think naturally I try to incorporate that in my schedule regardless but I consider those still a nice active flow day and there's definitely like a day in my week that I don't do anything at all but um, that's typically kind of my weekly routine when it comes to how I structure my week as an entrepreneur um, and this could also be applicable for those of you who have a hybrid schedule that's similar but for me Mondays and Fridays are my flow days so what I mean by that is that I have less structure around my day 
and I also have no interviews or meetings. So funny enough, I was sharing this with my tennis hitting partner today that for Mondays, I like to call it like an admin type of day where I'm catching up on emails, I'm either catching up on things I'm running behind on or moving it forward faster. And I love that because then Monday can just kind of be my day. And then same with Fridays, you know, sometimes Fridays, maybe I'm traveling or, you know, I, I can allocate knowledge that, okay, I'm not going to really work on Friday. So everything is cut into Monday to Thursday, for example. And there is, in my opinion, an efficiency to this where it kind of comes down to, I, f- I forget, I forget um, which principle this was, but Tim Ferriss shared it in his four-hour work week. And it's around the concept of when you give yourself less time to do something, you'll do it faster, right? It came from the story he shared how he had a professor at Princeton uh, give him, I think, 24 hours or maybe even less to finish his essay. And he went to his professor asking for an extension because there was no way he could do that. And the professor shared with him the specific principle. I want, I want to say Pareto's principle, but I know it's not that. Um, but anyways, it, it's the concept, right? Just he gave himself less time or he was given less time. And then lo and behold, he was able to complete it. He got an A and he was fine. And the professor trusted that that would also be the outcome. So that's why I actually kind of like having Monday through Thursday sometimes because I know I have a limited amount of days and then I become more efficient whereas sometimes when you have too much time on your hands you're not going to be as efficient in getting the thing done and again I can speak for myself where if I I know I have all day and I haven't written down like all the things I need to do that day I definitely will dilly-dally or sometimes if it's like too overwhelming I will dilly-dally because I feel like I have all the time in the world and then when it comes to outside of work Uh, especially when I'm in New York, I prioritize social time with girlfriends. That is a big priority of mine. And I certainly get a return on energy and flow when I get to catch up with friends. So I usually plan to go out and eat dinner with friends like on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and then usually some sort of weekend night. So maybe Friday or Saturday really just depends. But I love doing this and I love prioritizing it because you know I think especially at this age in your 20s you don't have as much or I would let me rephrase that I think when you are in your 20s you have more ability to see the friends and spend time with them compared to when things start shifting again when everyone gets married or when everyone starts to prioritize time with their partner so I really try to create that balance um, and, and really prioritize my friendships and make time to see people when I can. Okay, so lastly, let's dive into how I stay focused and balanced in the process. So like I said earlier, I am not perfect and I am human and there are times where I get off and swayed off of the routine and structure, but I think that is the reason why I try to incorporate variations of non-structure and flow through the structure of having those right but that being said um you know it's funny I was talking about this with my partner and we were talking about some of the things that we are eyeing for this upcoming year and making big shifts in our life and especially how 
we see our future as individuals and you know as partners in a relationship um and and that being said it was very fresh a top of mind for me when i'm thinking about how i wrote down the things that i'm working on and my top priorities for the next three months so i'm recording this in november and i specifically wrote down certain things that i would be targeting and also measuring like the results as i go from november to end of january and then again from like end of january through early april and all of that is working towards a specific goal i have for where i would like to be next year so again i'm working backwards i have targeted something that i'm working on in my life in my career specifically and okay that being said how am i going to measure that in for the rest of the year and also into Q1. And I actually shared this with a team member as well. She's been such a big support over the years. She's very much someone that is behind the scenes and has been behind the scenes for a long time. But um, it's awesome to be able to like share this out loud with people that are in your inner circle and are going to help keep you accountable as well as also ensuring that there's natural alignment, right? I think for my team member, making sure that she's aligned with that kind of vision for what fulfills you and everything we do together and as well as just making sure that's aligned with the people I'm involved with right so my partner who's very close to me my friends like just you know what I mean like making sure that you are being mindful in that process that as you go are you surrounded by the right people that will also elevate you towards that direction right and so in addition to writing down what I'm working on and what my top priorities are, I also make note of things that I'll need to sacrifice for a bit. So what this does is it creates awareness for yourself on what it is that you might have to give up or some of the things that you have to slow down a bit on in order to get towards this goal and the overarching vision, right? I'm huge on vision over goals. Goals are great to be measured and as like a checked off, right? By the end of the day, you have to think about your general vision of what you want in life and how you want to live your life. That's how I have always approached it is how I want my days to look and feel. And I've never taken anything off the plate in terms of, oh, that's impossible or that's too expensive or that's too far off. Mind you, I'm a girl that came from an immigrant family from a very rural town in Pennsylvania. And I came from a place that people in this community often think everything I've done is nearly whack and silly. And people would tell me, why would you want to live in New York? It's XYZ expensive. Or why would you ever consider having a place there like buying a place right that's that's a dream of mine um people would try to talk me off on it and while i want to say i actually think it's very valid and fair for people to have the opinion you can't let that seep into what you want and believe is possible for yourself right you have to really be laser focused on what is aligned for you what makes sense for you and again my question is always, if there was nothing holding you back, if money wasn't an object, if time was an object, well, like if all of these things truly weren't an object, would you still go for it, right? And if the answer is yes, then I genuinely think that especially at this age, when you are in your 20s, you should go for it as best as possible because it becomes a lot harder 
in your 30s and later down the road not to say that it's impossible because it is never impossible in my brain but it is a big opportunity to take on when you are in your 20s and you have more time and opportunity and less things you are committed to right so all that to say I'll give an example when uh, in the spring so earlier this year I made a mindful shift in spending money on eating the reason being is because I remember looking at my finances and recognizing that that's where I spend most of my money and so I knew that I wanted to cut back on it because I think I was restructuring my finance situation and and again I do this pretty often as well I think I'm always trying to just check in on my financial health and just make sure that I'm on track towards my own goals right so that's like having a balanced amount of savings and long-term investing and also play money and all of that and I just was like yeah you know Emily you could be a lot more mindful with how you spend money on eating So that actually propelled me into being scrappy. I was like, well, I'm a content creator. I live in New York. I love eating here because the cuisine's great. What if I started doing restaurant collaborations? And so I actually reached out to the restaurants and asked them, and remember, you're going to get a lot of no's, right? If you're going to try to do this yourself too, Um, you're going to get no's and some people will tell you to basically fuck off. But that being said, I I got into a few places and then that became my journey as, um, I would say, kind of like an NYC ambiance food blogger, okay? So I wouldn't call myself a food blogger, but I think I very much highlight the New York City experiences I thoroughly enjoy and then I share that and once again if you follow me on Instagram you'll see that I always show like my friends in the stories and like the girl time and the girl girly friend social talk that I talk about right I always say that to my boyfriend I'm like oh like I I just miss the girly girls and you know just I, I need that I need that time with my girlfriends and so um that's actually how I ended up saving money in that department so sometimes it's just cutting back and you're gonna have to cook more from home or whatever that looks like sometimes if you are in a position where you can you know trade content in exchange for free food like my situation definitely go after that right so you never know um but i think being self-aware of some of the things that you need to cut back on a little bit again think of it as like a temporary thing so that you can do those things as freely as you want later on that for me has helped shift the direction for sure another thing that helps me stay focused and balanced is reminding myself of the energy i feel when i feel my best so I've alluded to this earlier and also earlier this year, but I remember I came to my psychologist, once again, I love calling him my psychologist, not my therapist, um, because he truly is more of a psych than a therapist, but I brought up to him just like, I, I remember last year around this time of year and then going into the earlier part of this year, I felt like my something was missing I had different things in place but something felt like Emily was missing and when I started reflecting on it I was like all right that's it I gotta get back into like like training mode okay I'm not gonna be a competitive figure skater anymore but I need some sort of heightened discipline that makes me feel like I am I'm going at it full speed and whether that's going to the gym super early or like 
like taking, I don't know, participating in a run club or something with a group of people that's running at 6 a.m. I don't know, but I needed to get myself there. And that's one of the reasons why I came back to tennis. And amongst other things, I just, I just, I felt like I got involved with other people that were also like-minded, competitive, athletic, and I just felt like my groove again, again, they're more than just that, but that was the start of it. And that's how I stay focused. You know, uh, people go, oh my God, how do you stay so disciplined and focused? For me, I hate that feeling of not feeling my best. It feels like a waste. It feels like a waste of energy. It feels like I am not doing a service to other people by also showing up as my best self, right? So I think it's a culmination of all of those things that help me stay grounded and focused. And then uh, lastly, just on balance, um, I create this by keeping space for flow. So like I said earlier in my schedule, like Monday and Friday are very flowy days for me. But in addition to that, I'll give like real examples. So maybe sometimes, especially when I travel, flying on Mondays is usually easier and also cheaper. And then just like traffic to the airport is less. So that's an example. I'll travel on a Monday or I'll come back from a place on a Monday. Um, Or sometimes like on a Friday, maybe during the fall, I'll take a day trip on a Friday with girlfriends to Cold Spring. That's a place near upstate New York that just is beautiful, gorgeous for fall season. And I, I love being able to do that. Now, for someone with a lot of structure, like my partner, who also is an entrepreneur, Something like that can throw one's flow off. So it really just depends on you as a person. I just know that I've grown to the self-awareness point of knowing that stepping away from my computer and my normal routine for half a day or a full day actually propels me faster the next time I come back to my computer. And that took me a long time to get to, actually. Like, I remember I was like, oh, I need to go on a walk right now. But I was like, fuck, I got to do this instead, like, for whatever work-related thing, right? I finally caved. I went on the walk. I came back feeling way better. And ever since then, I was like, all right. When I intuitively feel like I need something to jolt me again, and that's usually something with friends or solo or walk or travel or something, I cave in and and I do it because I know the return I will get on the things that I need to propel forward. But again, it doesn't work like that for everyone. So you just got to observe your own habits and your own patterns and make adjustments based on who you are as a person. All right, so that was all for today's episode on all things morning habits, routine, and how I stay focused and balanced in it all. I hope this gave you guys some inspiration to maybe waking up a little bit earlier or restructuring your days or your week. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode, if it inspired you even just a little bit, it would mean so much to me if you shared a little DM on Instagram at what fulfills you or at Emily E. Duong. And the best, best part would be if you left a quick five-star review, you can rate it on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify, whichever you listen to. And thank you guys so much for tuning in and supporting this podcast. I'm so excited for what's to come. There are a lot of new things coming. So thank you so much. And I will chat with you all in the next one. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.